Coming up, a Florida Civil Rights Commission says Disney discriminated against autistic children when it changed its guest assistance program. Our good friend and legal analyst Jack Bergen will join us for more on that. Toy Story Mania and Soren are both getting expansions next year. And a little later on, we'll tell you about the current construction at Walt Disney World and what we're looking forward to most. All of that and the top 10 threads from DizBoards.com coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 789 for the week of March 10th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged. I am your host today, uh, Dustin West, and uh, we are coming to you live here from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and I am joined at the table by my good friends, John Magi. Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. And we also have uh, Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader, uh, joining us. <laughs> to crack it. <laughs> Dark Lord. And crack. we also have, back in the production nook, we have uh, Rhino Clavin and associate producer uh, Craig Williams. And again, oh. a little later on, we're going to be joined by uh, Jack Bergen, our uh, friend and legal analyst, to talk about uh, one of our news stories. Um, so first of all, I'm Dustin West. I'm not Pete Werner. Uh, he could not uh, be hosting today because he's feeling a little bit under the weather and didn't want to get everybody else sick at the That's table. That's good. Uh, we've got a lot of things coming up in the near future, and it would not be good if no, everybody here was sick. sick. Yes, that would be bad. <laughs> um, also, Corey Martin was scheduled to join us here at the table, but uh, we had a last-minute replacement, and Darth Vader uh, has taken his seat. Uh, Corey is also quite under the weather and a little bit contagious, so... Uh, we don't want to experience that. We hope both you guys uh, are feeling better in the near future. Um, uh, so we do have some housekeeping we want to talk about getting into this episode. Um, you guys look concerned coming into the show. Is everything working okay? I, uh, we seem to be having I, trouble with chat. I usually follow chat in the live feed, and I don't seem to be getting either. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do about that. Um, but for right now, let's go into housekeeping. I have a few things, but first, does anybody else have anything that they want to No, share? I don't. Okay. Well, last week we had our email and voicemail uh, segment, and a lot of you guys uh, since then have been sending in your voicemails, and we want to encourage you to continue sending in your voicemails. You can go to disunplug.com slash contact, and you can leave us a voicemail right there on the browser in, uh, in, in the page. Uh, you can also send us an email from that link as well if you uh, don't want to leave a voicemail and you just want to leave a regular written email. Um, you can also find that just at disunplug.com. It's kind of pasted all over the page, in the show notes, everywhere. You'll be able to find it if you head over to disunplug.com slash contact. Can I make a suggestion? Mm -hmm. People who are leaving voicemails or leaving emails, think outside the box. Yeah. Test us. Right. Maybe, if, especially if you've been listening for quite a while, you know what kind of answers and questions uh, we've had. We've so. joked in the past, there's only so much you can say about whether or not you liked Flower and Garden. Right. So think outside the box. Think of a question you want an answer to that makes us go look for an answer. Okay. And can we say it's not the Bob Marley studio? <laughs> we have gotten an email. Well, we've seen those emails come in the past. Mm -hmm. Um Yes, this is the Bob Varley studio. If uh, Rhino, if you cut back to your shot back there, you can see uh, Bob is uh, there in the uh, production nook, hanging on the wall, and uh, was uh, once a part of a part of this team before I was here. Um, and so the studio is now named after him, mm -hmm. um, Bob Varley with a V. Right. Yes. Um, moving on, uh, of course, we have multiple shows this week coming up uh, on DizUnplugged.com. Uh, first of which is has been the uh, Disneyland edition, and this week on the uh, Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, uh, Tom and the team out there in California are giving us a look at dining options at Universal Studios Hollywood's CityWalk, and Nancy Johnson continues to her focus on shopping at the Disneyland Resort uh, with a visit to Cars Land, mm. so she's going to be 
Just want to put, we're in the completely wrong uh, event. That's why we're not showing up. Okay. Just want to point that out, too. Okay. So does that mean no one can watch us at the moment, or? Yes. That is what that means. All right. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I don't know how we want to handle that. Um, New Darth Vader was going to things up. <laughs> that just means that we uh, we accidentally posted to the wrong yeah. um, thing. Uh, I would just say keep going. And uh, unfortunately, um, for the live stream folks, uh, we've gone to the wrong gone event. Gone to the dark and, side. And that's, that's our Kevin, mistake. Kevin, will you post on the boards that we are not... Well, I will. Thank you. Okay. Do we know which event it's under? Someone, one of the universal ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mistake. Sorry about that. Um, but we're also uh, live on YouTube, and we're live on Mixler. Um, for Are those you sure <laughs> about that, I'm very positive about right. that. Sorry about that technical difficulty. That is our bad. Uh, did not mean to do is that. Is there a place where people can go? Yeah, it should be live on one of the... Uh, yeah, if they go to our live stream page, it's going to say which one's actually live right now. So unfortunately, if they're on disunplug.com, you won't see it because that's just an embedded feed. That's not all of live stream. But if you go to the actual live stream, you'll be able to find it that way. Or Craig, or YouTube, or Craig, or you could just stop the the live stream right now and put it in the new one, and everything else will be running appropriately. And when you're uh, when you're up and running, let me know, and I'll welcome everybody who's on live stream. Cool. Okay, sounds good. Um, one of the other things I want to mention as we get through this bizarre little uh, little technical issue here. Uh, we have the Richmond and New Jersey meets uh, coming up very soon. Um, we have uh, the Richmond meet is coming up the weekend of April 10th. And the New Jersey Diz meet for Give Kids the World is coming up the weekend of April 24th. How oh, fast. Yes. So those are quickly approaching. Um, I apologize again for the technical problems. Okay, so it seems to me like we are up and running on live stream. For any of those who are uh, looking for us on live stream, we're now up and running. I believe that we are. We just switched over the feed, um, so we should be good to go. Um, again, sorry about those technical issues. For those of you watching on live stream, welcome. We were just doing our housekeeping. That's all you missed. Um, <laughs> I was just mentioning the, uh, the upcoming... Diz meets for Give Kids the World. We have Richmond on the weekend of April 10th, 2015, and New Jersey uh, meets for the weekend of April 24th. Um, of course, also coming up this week, we have uh, episodes of the, or an episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Um, so, Craig, what is that going to be about on Thursday at 1 p.m.? Uh, we got a lot of news to talk about coming up, so... Mostly news-oriented stuff, a little bit of other fun things going on, too, so just check it out, and you'll actually know. Okay, cool. And, of course, we also have uh, Jenny Lynn and Teresa and myself, uh, I'm back there sometimes, is uh, on the trip on Wednesday at 1 p.m., and so make sure you tune in to disunplug.com uh, at 1 p.m. on Wednesday to see Jenny Lynn and Teresa on the trip. Um, so I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, Right. One last piece of housekeeping. If you watched last week's show, we promised you a Disney food fight poll about um, the chocolate and M&M covered uh, candied apples versus the uh, M&M and chocolate covered Rice Krispie Treat. We have been having technical issues with our poll um, uh, software that we use on Facebook. It is now up and running, and we will have that Disney food fight for you later uh, this evening um, uh, on Facebook. So make sure you check out uh, facebook.com slash disunplugged for that. We'll also have another poll uh, that I will reveal later on uh, in one of our news stories because it relates to one of our news stories. Can I take two seconds and sure. recap? Mm -hmm. Kathy, Dustin, John, and Kevin are here. Craig and Rhino in the back. Pete has a stomach virus. Corey has a stomach virus. Everybody else is okay. We had a little glitch at the beginning. Yeah. There are people who are back now. Okay. Now you're all caught up. Okay. Excellent. And we had a guest. We do have a guest. Oh, we have Sitting a guest. in Corey's seat. The Lord of the Seb. <laughs> I love it when you recap. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. 
So I think that is going to do us for house. Uh, do it for housekeeping for us. Now we would like to move on to the news, John. All right, our first news story. A Florida commission says Disney discriminated against autistic visitors. A Florida commission that enforces civil rights has determined that Walt Disney Parks and Resorts discriminated against autistic children when the company changed its policies for disabled access to rides and attractions in 2013. The new Disney program was, quote, a blanket accommodation that did not take into account the nuances between various disabilities, according to the commission's findings dated February 13, 2015. I'm sorry, dated February 13th. In 2013, Disney ended its previous program, the Guest Assistance Card, because the older program was abused by people who hired guests with disabilities to take them to the front of the line. The new program, called the Disability Access Service, no longer allowed disabled people to skip waiting, but allowed them to make a reservation in advance and avoid standing in line until that time. An attorney for the families, Andy Dugali of Tampa, says he filed complaints on behalf of 27 families with the Florida Commission. The commission ruled on five of these complaints recently, finding, finding in favor of the families. The state complaints mirrored allegations made in federal lawsuits Dugali is also handling against Disney in Orlando. Dozens of families with autistic children have sued, alleging that children with autism or other cognitive disabilities don't have the patience required to wait for a certain ride, even if they are not working. Those lawsuits cite, quote, meltdown behaviors, end quote, that sometimes force children and their parents to leave the parks. The commission's determination doesn't provide for any immediate penalty or impact to Disney, but the finding does allow Dugali to add another count to his federal lawsuits, alleging that Disney violated the Florida Civil Rights Act. Quote, it's not necessarily a blinding legal document, but it is confirmation of our position, Degali said in a phone interview. Folks have a certain predisposition about Disney, that they can't do anything wrong. If Disney people didn't take this seriously before, they have to now. Uh, Disney declined to comment on the commission's determination for the story, said spokesman Brian Melanius. Okay, well... As I said earlier, we have uh, our friend and legal analyst, uh, Jack Bergen, here um, with us uh, via Skype. Jack, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you all? Good. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, this is not my area of expertise, so I'm going to need you to help me kind of make sense of what John was just reading in the news story. What are your initial thoughts on this? Well, my initial thoughts, let me kind of explain the process here. We have the federal law under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and each state has the right to pass its own laws that cover essentially the same thing or something different, as long as they don't take away rights covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The states can pretty much provide for whatever cause of action they want to. And Florida, like many states, has passed laws banning discrimination on the basis of race, gender, and handicap. And they provide in their statute, Florida provides in their statute, for a little bit different remedies than, than the Americans with Disabilities Act does. If you try and sue Disney for a violation of Title III of the Americans with Disabilities Act, for example, which is the statute, the provision under the Americans with Disabilities Act that, that the families are suing under, all you're entitled to do is get the judge to tell Disney to stop engaging in the discriminatory practice. You don't get to recover any money damages. Okay. Uh, you might get your, you know, your attorney will get attorney fees paid, but uh, the families themselves are not eligible for any money damages. Florida's gone a little bit further than the ADA and said if you engage in handicap discrimination under Florida law, the individual can recover up to a total of $100,000 in compensatory and punitive damages if they prove discrimination. And so that's one reason people like to sue under state and federal law, even though the violation is essentially the same. The other thing that this allows them to do is obtain a jury trial right on their discrimination claim. They filed a number of different claims already under what we call the common law. They claim Disney intentionally set out to, to harm them emotionally and I don't think much of those claims they would have a right to a jury trial on that 
But here they get to have a jury decide whether Disney discriminated against them. And, and as you can kind of see from the allegations, they're making this a very emotionally charged event, and they hope by adding the jury that uh, they can persuade a jury a lot easier than can, they can persuade this judge who in the past has sided with Disney on some disability discrimination. Well, now. it seems to me that they would have to go the emotional route if they, did want to con- if they do want to consider this at all a civil rights issue. Because at the end of the day, uh, I find it hard to see how this would be a civil rights issue over um, an ADA issue. Um, you know, it's uh, wh- wh- where do you think uh, this stands in terms of being a civil rights issue? Well, civil rights in this context is really just simply a generic category for any kind of discrimination. Okay. Be it, be it you know, the statute, for instance, the Florida Civil Rights Act, like many state statutes, doesn't uh, just cover race, gender, age, and the like. It also, the very same statute, covers handicap discrimination. Okay. And so the, the simple answer is it's civil rights simply because it's in the Florida Civil Rights Act. Gotcha. Okay. Does this ruling or this uh, statement by the Florida Commission add validity now? Does he have a, a stronger case that he can go after Disney for? Uh, there's two answers to that. In the public opinion, perhaps yes. Uh, it gives him a little bit more leverage to the extent Disney is paying attention to the public opinion. I'm not sure they are. Uh, procedurally and, and legally, it makes no difference whatsoever other than it, it is a procedural requirement for him to file with this commission and get their permission before he can file a lawsuit in uh, state or federal court alleging violations of the Florida Act. As a matter of fact, I think the quote you read was, it's not necessarily a binding document or something to that effect. That's kind of an exaggeration because the Florida Civil Rights Act goes even further and says that this decision is not even admissible in the court proceeding, except to show that he's exhausted his procedural requirements. Is there any any precedent out there, Jack, for this type of uh, suit or claim, or is this guy just trying to do his best to make whatever stick stick? Well, precedent in the sense that is he trying to establish, I mean, there's plenty of court decisions construing the Florida Civil Rights Act uh, and, and how it applies to various entities. Uh, so, so in that sense, there is precedent in, in the sense that he's trying to get Disney to change its policy and go back to a previous policy that was more generous than the current one. I don't think there's any precedent out there that says that's required. I mean, I've, I've, in past shows, for example, I've talked about uh, in this kind of a context, what you look for is are these people being treated equally as much as you can be when you have a handicap? Are they being treated equally to non-handicapped guests? And everybody that goes to Disney is going to have to wait in some line at some point. Uh, so the precedent is going to require him to show that somehow they're not being treated equal. And I'm not aware of anything of that nature that's come up. One of the things I was thinking, and, and I can ask it of you, Jack, and also uh, of you guys here at the table. I mean, are we even are we even able to comment on this is, is a real question. But um, how do you guys feel like the, the policy change is at Disney? This happened uh, several months ago, if not a year ago, I think, that um, instead of getting the immediate access, a front-of-the-line access for uh, guests with different types of disabilities. They now get uh, what is basically a fast pass to return at a later date. How do you guys at the table feel about that in terms of supplying these guests with with something as as an alternative? Um, uh, as someone who doesn't uh, have to deal with this, my heart goes out to a family, family who does have to deal with it. It must be very difficult to do. It felt to me like Disney was doing the right thing, but maybe they're not. Maybe they have to figure something out that works better. I understand people were abusing the guest assistance cards, but maybe there's a there's a way for them to modify that program that's inclusive to people who really need it and exclusive to those who might abuse it. I don't know what that is other than something that might actually be illegal, which is having them prove a disability through a doctor's note, but that's actually illegal. 
you can't really ask somebody what your disability is in order to gain access to something. So it's a very, very difficult situation. I dealt with someone who was in a wheelchair for 20 years, and we spent a lot of time at Disney, and I think Disney does a really good job with that. I think I only dealt with someone who was in a wheelchair. She had all her faculties. I mean, she had no... um, It wasn't dealing with the same thing. She just couldn't walk. And while I think Disney does a good job with that, I think that there are other circumstances at play. However, this sounds to me like special treatment as opposed to equal equal treatment Mm -hmm. for everybody. And again, I truly apologize if that's offensive to anyone. I don't mean it to be. One of the things we've always said... I would love everybody to have the easiest time at Disney possible. One of the things we've always said is uh, when dealing with someone who was in a wheelchair was... uh, you should spend time in a wheelchair to see what the obstacles are that someone faces and what they have to get around. While you might think, oh, this is handicapped accessible because they have a ramp or an, or an elevator or a bathroom that's handicapped accessible, it's still a very difficult task. So this might be something that I can't speak to because I don't know what that challenge is for that family or that person, you know, because I can't walk a mile in their footsteps. I agree with what everybody's saying but then i also have to wonder how how big is the community that are fighting these changes is Mm -hmm. this just a small vocal group are more people happy with the changes that have been made or it's okay for them you know how does this all figure in i mean i want to see everybody have a good time at disney but i don't think that somebody should go ahead you know i I think there's a very fine line here of how, I mean, first of all, I'd give Disney credit for trying to make it better for everybody, but obviously there's a a part of the community that doesn't feel that, but how you resolve that, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I feel like I I quite agree with John in that I wish there could have been some sort of middle ground Mm -hmm. um, without losing all the benefits to the process uh, that they had early on versus a complete change in, in what the process is now. Uh, I wish there was some sort of middle ground yeah. to perhaps weed out people who were abusing the system. And and as an ex-cast member who uh, worked Fast Pass Attractions and, and uh, had to um, work with guests who came in with alternate entrance passes and front-of-the-line passes and stuff like that, um, it was, as a cast member... It was always a, a wonderful thing to to give that to to those folks to be able to accommodate um, those special needs. Um, it was always a special moment for me as a cast member when they said we need something, and me as a cast member being able to accommodate uh, freely without having to ask a manager or anything like that. Um, Do you think that's changed at all? Because I would think a lot of cast members, if they saw that there was a concern or whatever the the cast member would try to make it right for the guests. And I believe that's true as well. Yeah. So the next question becomes, should Disney just fix it? Should Disney just do what these people are asking and give them, quote unquote, special permission to make it go away, or do they fight it? Does this become a PR issue now for them? Hmm. Do they continue to fight it and fight it? Well, there's no way they can... If someone comes in and says, my son is autistic... There's no way Disney can say prove it. Right. Right. That goes back to the other point. And I apologize for this. There are people who are going to abuse that as well. It always comes out. I mean, the ADA says that you can't ask. Somebody in chat pointed out you can't get a handicapped parking sticker or a handicapped parking placard without getting a doctor's signature. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure I feel that's wrong. I think the, it would work very well with a Disney thing, too. You do not have to go into specifics, but I think this would... Make so making someone go to their doctor and fill out this form that says this person requires this special access, maybe not reason why, but just saying that they do, doesn't mean that it's going to stop the abuse, because we know someone will figure a way around that, too. Okay. But Jack, what are your opinions on this? Um, how would you... Well, first of all, where do you stand on all this, and how would you see Disney change its policy if they had to? I don't think Disney's going to change their policy. 
they, they have adopted a fairly aggressive litigation posture. By that, I mean they're, they're fighting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the, the attorney for the families has actually started posting depositions he's taken of Disney people online. And uh, one of the moderators on the disabilities uh, forum has uh, sent me a copy of it. Uh, she downloaded it and read it, and they're, they're taking a hardline stand. They're very proud of the DAS system that they've developed. Uh, they consulted with, uh, the, the testimony was, they consulted with the uh, major autism groups before adopting DAS. So, you know, do I feel like the, the real risk for Disney here from a legal standard is, are they going to force DAS as they think it should be on everybody, or are they going to adopt some flexibility in how they administer DAS for the family that, that does need a little bit less waiting in, uh, not so much waiting in line, the whole point of it is so that they don't have to wait in line, but a little bit more immediate access. There are some problems with how it's being implemented, and I think Disney's got to recognize that they need to work out the kinks and do a better job of administering it more so than change the policy itself. The complaints these people are making, for example, are, look, I had to wait at guest relations for 45 minutes just to get the DAS card. And then when I went back to the line, uh, I had to wait even further, even though I wasn't really supposed to be waiting all that long in the attraction line. And so Disney does need to work a little bit on that kind of stuff. But, you know, if they worked that out, then I'm not seeing a lot of legal issues for, for Disney. And, and they, they've, in their pleadings in the court case, they have said they will do what they have to do to individually work with uh, anyone with a disability. I'm not belittling anybody, but how does this person go through airport security? Or how does this person then go to the grocery store, this family? There are, there are many, many places that you have to wait in line. And you make well, how plans. Do they go to, how do they go to Universal? This is essentially Universal's policy, isn't it? Yeah, it's the exact same, and Universal's been running it since I started going back in 2010, and I never, ever, ever once heard anyone complain about the system. It's what they had. They never had that immediate access like Disney, so there was, for most of the guests I talked to, there was nothing to really complain about. They may have liked Disney's better, but now it's completely even, so, yeah. I have to make a statement. In chat, there's a great deal of talk, and this dissolves every time into healthy people using wheelchairs or scooters to get access. And I'm going to tell you, these people are scum, but they are not the majority. You just have to suck it up and get past it. That's not going to change the way people actual who actually need wheelchairs should be treated. If you saw someone get in the front of the line at the bus, shame on them. Karma is, is... tough but suck it up you can wait in line i don't care if they did it i don't care that they're wrong suck it up people in wheelchairs do need to get on a bus that accepts wheelchairs and that's the law if you don't like it rent a car i've always said that i say that these things should err on the side of the person who really needs it Mm -hmm. and that it might not be fair and it might not be okay that people take advantage of it but I'd rather it be there for the person who actually needs it right. rather than the person who's taking punishing everybody for someone who's taking advantage of it. It's a tough situation. I mean, I, I think I give Disney credit for sticking to their guns. Um, you guys mentioned this whole thing about how do they do other stuff, and I think the complaint here is that there's an emotional component that's not being understood, which is once you tell a child with autism they're going to go on a ride, the idea of postponing that is not something that's in their cognitive reasoning. Right. And so that causes other issues. And whether or not that's right or wrong, I think that's what's being intimated here or actually said full board. I agree with you. Cool. I think we got our heads wrapped around this one. No. (laughs) Very, very complicated. I I understand it much better. I'm not saying that there's a definitive uh, result yet, but... uh, I definitely have my head wrapped around this now, I think, because um, I was I was kind of confused, <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. It's a lot of uh, legal talk, and that's why I'm glad we have you, Jack Bergen. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to help. And this will be a process. The, the trial scheduled for 2016, and it'll probably be put off a little bit. Uh, uh, who knows? But, but so, you know, we've got a good year of this left, at yeah. least. 
Cool. Well, thank you, Jack, for joining us. Much appreciated. Thank you. All right. Until next time. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Moving on to our second news story. Harrison Ford survives plane crash. Harrison Ford, the veteran actor and an experienced pilot, managed to coax his single-engine plane to a forced landing last Thursday on a Southern California golf course after the plane's engine failed. The 72-year-old veteran, I'm sorry, the 72-year-old remained hospitalized, quote, battered but okay, according to a tweet by his son. Ford called in an emergency to Santa Monica Municipal Airport and steered the sinking craft towards the runway. Aircraft control gave Ford permission to land, but the plane, struggling to stay airborne, didn't make it. The plane brushed a treetop, then dropped and raked the Penmar Golf Course right across from the airport. National Transportation and Safety Board spokesman Patrick Jones said, It came to a halt yards away from the street. Ford was the only person on the plane. An emergency team arrived, cared for the pilot, and took him off on a stretcher in an ambulance to the hospital. He was alert and conscious at the crash site, a fire official said. Authorities could not actually identify Ford as the pilot and crash victim, but his publicist and son did. Quote, the injuries sustained are not life-threatening, and he's expected to make a full recovery, Ford's publicist said. This wasn't Ford's first mishap. In 1999, he made a hard emergency landing in a California riverbed while flying in a helicopter with a flight instructor. And in 2000, he reportedly slid off the runway while landing a plane in Lincoln, Nebraska. Do not fly with ours. No, no. Here's your lesson for the day. Don't make a movie with him either. (laughs) Uh, CNN says the crash probably has less to do with the pilot and more to do with the plane. This is an older plane that needs more maintenance. But he has bad luck because he got he got injured on the set of the new Star Wars. Uh, he was infamous, infamously uh, injured on the set of Temple of Doom. I think he like broke his spine when he was trying to do one of the stunts. Harrison Ford's got bad luck. Is it bad luck or is he making poor decisions? It could be. He's flying in a really old I plane. I understand that in this one. He's broken his pelvis. Yeah. I mean, this plane crashed. If you saw pictures of that plane on the ground, it is. I mean, we had one behind me i'm surprised they let him do that i mean i know he's not as big a star as he used to be but i would think there'd be some kind of thing saying hey you can't go up and do that kind oh, of stuff calista flockhart please go in that plane honey go ahead, <laughs> i think i think usually while he's shooting a movie okay. he'll be under contract from certain insurance agencies would say you can't do these kind of activities while you're shooting the movie um, but he must not be shooting anything I right now, so. or just breaking insurance his, policies, <laughs> or his, his, you know, his Star Wars thing is over, so yeah, he's no longer under that obligation. But I mean, obviously, we hope he does well, and you know, we're having a little fun at his expense. But you know, that's got to be scary for anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Waiting for Kevin to comment, but that's all right. On to our third <laughs> news story, third and final news story. At Walt Disney World, Toy Story Mania and Soarin' expansions are on expansions are on tap. Two Disney World attractions that traditionally have long waits will be expanding, the theme park company announced last Thursday. The plan calls for an additional theater at Epcot Soarin' and for additional track at Disney's Hollywood Studios Toy Story Mania attractions. In addition, Soarin', which debuted in Epcot nearly 10 years ago, will receive upgrades to its screen and projection system, uh, according to a post on the official Disney Parks blog. The attraction currently has two theaters, which feature aerial photography over California vistas. It is similar to the original attraction called Soaring Over California, which opened at Disney's California Adventure in 2001. The post says more track will be added to Toy Story Mania, which opened in 2008. The attraction is a spinning 3D ride where passengers play oversized video arcade games involving characters from the hit Toy Story films. Wait times for these attractions routinely exceed 90 minutes. Disney's last year, Disney last year experimented with a few days with requiring fast pass reservations to board to- Toy Story Mania. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. 
the work on these new rides is expected to be completed by the end of 2016, according to a Disney spokesperson. Um, Soren's no surprise. We've been talking about yeah. Soren for a long time. We learned about this on one of our Backstage Magic trips, and that there actually might be a new film mm-hmm. yeah. in conjunction with it as well. Absolutely. Here's, here's my take on both of these. If they create... Uh, if they these new expansions, these new tracks, these new movie theaters, if they run them and operate them the same way that they're running and operating the current iterations of them, this is not going to make any difference. It's just going to be a lobster growing to the size of its tank. Mm-hmm. And we're why, gonna, why do you say that? Here's what I think. Okay. If 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 let's say Soren gets one new theater and now they have three theaters. Um, they're going to open up more Fast Pass Plus reservations, and they're going to have just as many standby people waiting in line. Because, it's not just expanding yeah. capacity. Now you're saying everything else is going to be right. I oh, gotcha. It's going to be soaring with Anna and Elsa. So <laughs> what they're going to have to do, and the same thing applies to uh, Toy Story Mania. What Mania? What they're going to have to do to make this work is come up with a completely different system, I think, and have perhaps one theater or two theaters be completely. Um, uh, dedicated to Fast Pass and maybe have one that's completely oh, that's dedicated to standby. Yeah. Same thing with Toy Story Mania. Um, doing it that way. I think changing up the system somehow. Um, I would hope it would just be, let's say, let's just increase capacity. The same number of Fast Passes, we just have more seats so that things can go faster for mm-hmm. the standby line. But I understand what you're saying. That's not Disney style. Yeah. Let's see I think it's, you know, I, I mean, it's nice that they're doing this. But it would have been nice if they could have come up with a new attraction, especially like at studios, yeah. that there would be something else for people to go to instead of just additional capacity at Toy Story. That's exactly what I was thinking. It just comes off to me as more lazy than anything else. Mm-hmm. Instead of being creative, building a brand new attraction, even if it's not the the next e-ticket attraction that people are going to go crazy about, if it's another nice C or even D level, take away some some of the traffic that is always going to Toy Story, then it's better off for everyone. You get new experiences, something to talk about. People aren't going to plan a trip to come back because they heard Toy Story now has shorter waits. I mean, maybe some people will, but uh, I think more people would come to experience something new than to you know, have that experience when they're there saying, oh, well, it's shorter lines. This is going to keep me coming back over and over again. Well, I think I give them credit for what I thought I interpret it as being a way to uh, improve the guest experience. Yeah. I thought if you were doing this to improve the guest experience and making it a shorter wait for those who were going, then I give them credit for that. You know, I mean, they don't really have to, considering that these are lo- people are going to wait for these rides anyway. Yeah. This is a guaranteed hit for them. Exactly. You know, they they could either come up with a brand new attraction or they could just have a guaranteed hit on their hands. And I do see where it could be late, considered lazy, but it's also. Um, you know, it seems like, hopefully, it might be a faster solution than a new ride. Oh, it's this, absolutely going to be yeah. faster, yeah. yeah. If you could put more, you know, if this is done by the end of 2016, which, who knows? Which is still two years from now. I right. mean, when you really add it up, it's going to be a while. And we're going to talk uh, more about some of this stuff uh, later on in our segment. If you're if you're watching live or you're listening, uh, make sure you stick around for our next uh, episode, which is going to be our segment about the kind of a construction update of all the things that are happening at Walt Disney World, uh, which actually brings us to uh, this week's poll. We have been asking you guys uh, since last week to uh, submit your your uh, poll suggestions to us, and uh, we got a lot of responses. And uh, the one that uh, we chose actually inspired not only the poll for this week, but our uh, segment as well. Uh, And this was uh, brought to us by Paul Evans. So congratulations, Paul Evans. You are going to be getting a $25 Disney Mm. gift card. We will be contacting you. But our poll this week is uh, which uh, current... Walt Disney World construction project are you most looking forward to? And then there's a whole list, you know, Avatar Land, and I actually have it pulled up right here. We have Disney Springs, Avatar Land, Frozen, the new Frozen area in Norway, uh, the Magic Kingdom Hub expansion, uh, the Animal Kingdom Rivers of Light nighttime show, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, once that's all done, and then rumored Star Wars expansion at Hollywood Studios. And We've had this going since last night, and I'll have some results of these 
uh, the, the current standings of the results, and we'll let it keep running for a little while, but we'll have the uh, current results of this uh, revealed in the next segment. So make sure you okay. stick around. Uh, we'll let you guys know what you're thinking about this, and we'll give our impressions of what we're looking forward to as well. Uh, and uh, again, talking about polls, I want to remind everybody, uh, as mentioned at the beginning of the show, to later on tonight, uh, check out facebook.com slash disunplugged, uh, where you can find the poll I just mentioned, but you'll also be able to find uh, the Disney food fight between the candied apple and the uh, Rice Krispie Treat mm. covered in M&Ms, um, which were delicious. <laughs> Um, so, we are going to want to head on over to Roundtable Rapid Fire. And I am going to go first for this one. Um, if I can just pull it up real quick. We have unique shirts coming to Disney Parks online store for a limited time in March 2015. Uh, this was posted by Disney Parks blog, and they have uh, quite a few uh, 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 shirts coming. A lot of them are Disneyland themed, but this particular shirt is a If You Had Wings shirt that will be available mm-hmm. online. Uh, and the front of it has a, a picture of the bird, the logo there, and then the back under the collar says If You Had Wings. Um, so it's a nice little nod to people who are feeling nostalgic about that. We loved that ride. It did yeah. take a ticket. Yeah, I remember it more as uh, Delta uh, Dream, Dream Flight. Delta Dream Flight, right? Which came first? If you had wings, yeah. okay. And while everything else required a ticket out of your ticket booth, ticket book, excuse me, you could ride if you had wings over and over and over again with no ticket. It was a freebie. Yeah. Do you like Do you like the shirt? I, I like anything that's sort of that vintage Disney look. Yeah. That sort of the picture doesn't seem to do it for me. I, I, yeah. I mean, having I thought it was. Um, Disney Village at first, oh, okay. which it was a very similar logo when they first opened. It was a seagull, and I thought that's what it was. Couldn't see it that well, mm-hmm. but I like that it's if you had wings. Yeah, we'll have a link to this in the show notes page, uh, disunplug.com, and we'll have the all the images up There's there. There's a, yeah. a oh. Dapper Dan shirt out yeah. also from the Disney Store Limited Time. So if you're a fan of the Dapper Dans, I'm not going to be in line for that one. I mean, I like... I've Both of you should hurry to the... Yeah, sorry. I mean, I pretty much... B- bought everyone that they've had lately, but the Dapper Dans, it's like, were they not feeling the love that they came out with a shirt for them? Or I don't know. Well, I think that one went along with also they have a date night at Disneyland shirt that's very, yeah, it's maybe. really retro, and I think that kind of is the corresponding one with the Dapper Dans getting that old school vibe going with it. And then besides the If You Had Wings one, they're also releasing, which I believe it's the one in the smaller, the smaller shirt that's an Adventures Through Inner Space. Uh, style type shirt too but okay. my hope would be that when when uh, Disney Parks uh, releases this merchandise online that it will be popular and that this kind of stuff would actually make its way into the parks oh, oh that'd be nice I'd love to see this at the exit of Buzz Lightyear yeah. but I didn't mean to interrupt you but I don't understand why isn't this at that on demand t-shirt shop why aren't these designs there because that seems like it'd be the most useful oh, yeah. use of their resources is the person who wants that can print it out. Yeah. I just read they're building another sunglass hut. I forget where I read they're going to build it. Blizzard Beach. Yep. Uh, yeah. Instead of doing another sunglass hut in one of the parks, why not make a retro t-shirt shop? Oh, yeah. God, I would love that. It would be good. The reason why they do it through the online store right now is just because it's all, you buy it right away, and then it says three to five weeks, kind of like how we do our shirts. We get all the orders in, and then after that, we know exactly what to print. A little bit of buffer. That's how they do theirs, too, because they don't want to send piles and piles of shirts over to right. Africa and India and all those other places. Right, they're they not going to go and do inventory, build yeah. up inventory. But that's why yeah. I said the on-demand shop is perfect for this. Yeah. I just don't know if they could match the quality. Yeah, it would be nice true. if they could. Their shirts yeah. are kind of bad. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's my rapid fire. How about you, John? All right. Mine is, is that uh, Food Network plans a primetime special with Disney the Disney Dream Cruise. Food Network will be teaming up with the Disney Cruise Line to present a one-hour special Disney Dream Cruise that will take viewers behind the scenes of the Disney Dream's kitchen. Uh, the show will air March 27th on the Food Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be hosted by various Food Network per- people, and they are going to tour the ship's galleys and show you how the ship's team creates meals for thousands of cruisers every day, and then you will never eat another meal on board <laughs> ever again. Now, it sounds like it'd be fun. They do that galley tour. People love that. Yeah. I love the I, I love any kind of uh, television specials that feature Disney World and Disney Cruise. This will be the thing that my dad calls me about. <laughs> hey. You know, they're doing that ship thing? I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about that. 
That's it for me. I hope everybody watches it. Yeah. Cool. It might be fun. Thank you, John. Kevin. I'm going to address something in chat. Okay. Yes, there will be more restaurant reviews. Patience is a virtue. Yeah. I don't have it, but she should. <laughs> they're coming, right? Say yes, they're coming. Yes. Right. No. No. Never again. Never again. They're coming. All right. My rapid fire is we were right. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Oasis is coming to Port Canaveral in 2016. Yay. Freedom of the Seas currently at Port Canaveral. will be heading to Port Everglades next summer and will continue the schedule of Eastern and Western cruises. The Enchantment of the Sea will be replaced by the Rhapsody of the Sea, which will begin sailing on three- and four-night Bahamas itineraries. Um, the Oasis is coming here, and there's going to the next ship in the Oasis class is the Harmony. Right. And that is going to Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. Taking its spot that it there once held. There are three ports on the eastern seaboard, Port Everglades, Port Canaveral, and Port Miami, that can handle the Oasis class ships. Bayonne can't handle it? Nope. Just the three. Um, so that's what's going on. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how these changes affect the Disney fantasy. Also sailing those itineraries. Um, It'll be interesting if the Oasis is here. You know, the thing I found interesting is they were talking in there, too, about the the terminal building, that they've looked at it, and they found a way to get everybody off the ship in eight minutes. Did you see that? (laughs) They said from from the ship to the parking garage in eight minutes. Gazers. Yeah, it's like how do you how do you do that? I could see Disney trying to do that because you know what it's like trying to get off a Disney ship. Sometimes you just sail right through, and sometimes you're in line for like an hour trying to get off the ship. Just so somebody said, so we're getting a shopping, a floating shopping mall. This is somebody. This is Thomas. Thomas says, so we're getting a floating shopping mall, and you know what that tells me. Thomas has never been on the Oasis of the yeah, Sea. It's so much more than that. It is. It is that, but it's but more. It's okay that you think that because yeah. that leaves a room for me. <laughs> um, just to follow up on that story, tomorrow, March 11th, is actually Royal Caribbean is opening up the rest of their 2016 sailings for booking. So if you're interested in this cruise or any other Royal Caribbean cruise, I believe tomorrow we can start booking those for the remainder of 2016. No word on when Disney Cruise Line is going to open those up yet. I know people are anxiously awaiting that. Cool. Well, thank you, Kevin. How about you, Darth? Oh, no, Kathy. (laughs) I'll I'll speak for Darth. Um, uh, You have to speak as Darth. I can't do that. Anyway, the, um, there's been a change to the monorails for the summer. The express monorail is going to be closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 11.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. The resort monorail is going to continue to run during those times. They recommend that you use the ferry boats to get to Magic Kingdom. So if you're trying to get to Magic Kingdom or get out of Magic Kingdom between 11.30 and 6, just pack your patience and it's going to take Is this work being done or is this just... I don't know. They didn't say. Hmm. Uh, I hope it's working. I hope they're not testing out, like, limiting the amount of monorails that yeah. they're going to be running. If they're doing this, they better be running all three ferries. I mean, because yeah. to go to have the masses of people who are parking their car take the resort monorail. You'll never get on at a resort. Yeah. yeah. And if you're staying at one of those resorts, that is really not going to be fun no. for you. Sometimes they, they run buses from the TTC if the crowd levels are high in addition to the ferry, but they didn't say that yeah. they were doing that. So just look around when you get to the TTC. I still have my original uh, monorail pass. Yeah. When we stayed at Disney World in the 70s, only hotel guests got to use the hotel monorail. Oh, that's nice. Oh, wow. You had a pass. You had a, a like, a, it was cardboard, but it was a pass. Now they'll use a magic band. And you ha- that's the only way you could take the express uh, well, they called it the hotel monorail. And it just went to the hotels and the park. It didn't stop at the the parking lot. Part of me wishes that was still true. I liked it. Yeah. It was, you know, it was great. You would pass hordes of people. <laughs> but you know what? When you go to the TTC and it's a busy, crowded day, you hardly ever see anybody standing in the resort monorail line. I think most people see that and respect the fact or don't know enough that they could right. just get on that one and assume that you have to be going to one of the resorts to right. to go there. They don't understand Probably that well, it go, okay. also goes they, to the magic. They don't need yeah, that's right. Don't ruin the system. <laughs> they, they need to just take the ferry. It is nothing is more relaxing than to start your Magic Kingdom day by taking the ferry across, nice and slow. A little, little bit of breeze crammed in there. Yeah, packed Lots in there. Not as yeah. bad as the, the monorail. The monorail, yeah. The monorail is always going to be worse. Take well, the, the ferry. The monorail. So they they're putting new carpeting in. 
Oh. So. That doesn't smell like Band-Aids? No, it's got little <laughs> hidden Mickeys or little Mickeys in the It already Monorail smells like pee, though. So. Pee and Band-Aids. <laughs> well, thank you, Kathy. And now we have Mr. Craig. Yeah, so mine is rapid. Uh, the Polynesian Village East Polynesian Village Resort East Pole is going to be closed starting on uh, April 3rd, I believe. I lost the date. And it will be closed until uh, New Year's. So are they going to have both pools closed? I mean, I, I heard that the main pool was supposed to be open back up sometime around summer. So, because if they close both pools at the same time, that would maybe just be they're foolish. No, the, the the article I saw said they're not going to close this pool until the main okay. pool opens. Okay, and I think I was actually wrong about the date. It might have been April twenty third. Yeah, it's later. In, I get yeah. screwed up with dates. We'll have a link in the show notes page. We will have a link in the show notes, but uh, I mean, the they're going to end up rushing construction because Trader Sam's is getting closer and closer to opening up, and I doubt they want to open their new premier bar at the Polynesian Village that's looking out into a construction site. That's not going to be a really big grand opening. So, and as far as I know, that's the last piece of the puzzle before they officially dub it completely finished with everything, even though the pool construction is still going. So hopefully that main pool is on the fast track now, but I hope so. We'll see. Cool. Well, thank you, Craig. Um, I just want to wrap up today's show uh, by talking about the top 10 disboards.com uh, threads of the month for February. And um, uh, we have uh, some really cool ones. We've uh, switched some things up here. Um, certain threads okay. that have been popular are in different places. Hmm. And so the trends are starting to change. Um, and there's one in particular that I want to talk about, which was my personal favorite. Um, was it the one you started? <laughs> it, no, it's not the one that I started. I think but. we should talk about the 10 least popular threads. I think so, too. <laughs> the popular ones are already getting attention. <laughs> well, and of course, uh, uh, the um, whoever has the number one thread of the month on disboards.com will, of course, get a $50 Disney gift card. Uh, and we'll be reaching out to you to make sure that happens. And then the, all the winners for every month go into a pool at the end of the year for uh, to win a special prize for the best... Uh, uh, most popular thread of the year. So we're working on getting our winners in order. Uh, number 10 for February is confirmed ticket price increase on the uh, Disney rumor and news. Uh, this is everybody talking about that ticket price increase that came in a couple weeks ago, and that has been been very busy. Um, number nine, uh, a staple on this list for a long time, stateroom Mickey ears and then some by I drive Illumina, or, or however you <laughs> say that. Um, <laughs> this is the uh, thread that talks about how to uh, craft up your um, stateroom doors and, and, and spruce up all that kind of stuff on your Disney Cruise Line vacation, including uh, putting magnets on the doors oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And we, uh, at one point, we did our own version of yes, that, we didn't did. we, Kathy? Mm-hmm. We'll have to put that video in the show notes or look to that. Uh, crafty Kathy making us uh, some stateroom Mickey ears. <laughs> Um, have you ever had or witnessed a rude incident in the park? This is number eight by Campbell's Soup from the Theme Parks Forum. Uh, and he's saying, I'm just wondering what people uh, fight or can become rude about in the happiest place on Earth. It's really troubling to see so many guest stories. I was just wondering what I should be on the lookout for and what can be avoided. And uh, apparently this hmm. has sparked some interesting conversation enough so to put it on number eight have you guys ever witnessed rude interactions at the park please i go with kevin (laughs) (laughs) disney world is the place where families go to fight act rude towards one another and just completely hate each other and And then they come home and talk about how they want to go back again well as kevin routinely says just sit on a bench and stop you, how happy are the people that are walking? Watch the by. people walking past you, and you keep you, you, under your breath. Happiest place on earth. <laughs> um, okay, here's number seven. This one I feel like should have been number one, just out of okay. personal bias. This is uh, number seven by Figment is the best. So All right, Kathy <laughs> likes the name already. Uh, their thread is pictures of things no longer seen at Walt Disney World on the theme parks thre- uh, forum. This I looked through every single page of this thread. Yeah. Um, and this is just everybody who is in the conversation just posting random photos uh, of their own, some that they found online, 
of things that are no longer at Walt Disney World. Some stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s, all over the world. Some things that just closed last week um, saying, you know, we'll never see American Idol experience The one again. I was surprised about was the Swan Boats. That was before my time. Yeah. But I was surprised that there were so many people that really liked the Swan Boats. Yeah. If you want to see them, you can go downtown to Lake Yola. That's where yeah, they are. I've s- that's where they I mean I've I've seen them down there. I didn't know that's where they came from. The one that I was surprised that kept cropping up quite a bit. It, and it wasn't people were posting a lot of photos, but it uh, people were quoting the photo and inspiring a lot of conversation was the Snow White Scary Adventures. Yeah. Everybody was talking about that and I think that has to do with the fact that the princesses took over them and went from having a, the attraction that had the zero wait time to the longest wait time in yeah. Disney attraction history. Um so that is a really cool thread. Again, all of these are going to uh, be linked in the show notes page. Uh, you should really, really check this one out. It's really fun, especially if you uh, went to Disney World years ago and you want to feel a little nostalgic. I love it. Um, number six is the Wilderness Lodge information thread by WDW Kook on the Disney Resorts Forum. Uh, and that's just uh, information and FAQs about Wilderness Lodge, which is a very popular resort. Um, in number five is by one great Disney fan. Has anyone decorated their magic bands? And uh, please show us uh, the pictures from Theme Parks Community Board. And this is this is huge on on the threads. In the same way that the Disney Cruise Line people uh, decorate their uh, stateroom doors and their um, their fish extenders and stuff like that, people like to now uh, customize their magic bands. Oh yeah. And there are millions of videos and sites and, and threads like this online that give detailed instructions of how to do, you know, an incredible... I've made a Magic Band extender. Have you? Uh-huh. I walk around looking for gifts. <laughs> <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> um, number four is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Please tell me it is not true. Uh, by Disney Rumors, and it's a rumor about it going down for a refurb, and what does that mean? Is it going to close forever? Is it going to change forever? People... It's not a talk. rumor anymore. It's it's, yeah. it's announced. It's going down. Yeah. And, and that's the big question, is what's going to happen to it? Mm-hmm. And is it going to lose itself? Or mm-hmm. is it just going in for... Well, some, I think it was in that thread I was reading that they were saying that, it, um, you know, when you finally get down to the bottom where the boat is, I never really thought about it that way, but it's basically like a pool. Mm-hmm. And when they go to do any work on it, they have to, you know, obviously drain out the water, yeah. but then they have to let it dry. So I'm not, I, I was thinking, like, what do they do? Do they have a cast member go down, like, once a week or once a day and go, oh, yeah, it's getting dry down here now. <laughs> like, how does that work? What, you know, is that like part of the four months that they have to wait for the, <laughs> wait for the, the water. pool to dry out. I would hope that they can do other things while the water is yeah. drying. But it's like, I never really thought about that putting before. putting Anna and Elsa in it. It's probably. <laughs> you know, sell the redhead. Yeah. We want the redhead. It's going to be Anna or Elsa. <laughs> we'll also be chasing the guy with a broom That's made right. out of ice. <laughs> um, number three is I'm Beginning to Lose Hope by Buzz Relly on the Theme Parks Forum. Uh, this person says, we went last June and used FastPass Plus for the first time. We definitely didn't love it and really missed the old FastPass. But I reassured myself that our, mine and everyone else who has expressed their dissatisfaction, voices will be heard by the powers that be at Disney and that they would improve on the FastPass Plus by the time we went on our next trip. Specifically, I honestly believe that they would have fixed the problem with park hopping as well as added the feature to the app so you could reserve more times from your iPhone after using the first three. Uh, and I absolutely thought the tiering system would be so unpopular that it would be done away with. And now here I am with my FastPass Plus reservation date only a week away and nothing has changed or been improved upon since our last trip. This is very discouraging. I'm not saying that we are going to have an awful trip. I'm actually really excited about it, but I really dislike all these uh, constraints and restrictions. I wish FastPass Plus was revised to allow more flexibility. Does anyone think there's ever going to be more changes made to FastPass Plus, or do you think we are stuck with it this way forever? Sigh, frowny face. I think they're going to They'll make some changes to it, but I don't know if it's in that thread, but there's another thread of now the new hot thing to do is to have two sets of magic bands mm-hmm. so that now you get six a day instead of three a day. Wouldn't that require two hotel reservations? No, there's a way that you do it that you don't set it up in my Disney. I don't know. There was a whole thing and like my eyes just rolled back in my head and went, really? Oh my gosh. But now, so 
you, you're going to have to worry about these people that are taking advantage of the system and getting more fast passes. So I, I would think that would be one thing they'd want to close the loophole on. It just it's it's another thread where people are questioning the whole FastPass Plus system and where is it going? And these seem to be very popular. Um, and of course, uh, number two, who is not number one anymore, it is FastPass Plus Basic Info Part oh, Two wow. by Mesa Boy Two. He's been number one for quite a while. Every now and then he gets bumped because something topical will come up. Um, but of course, that's all your FastPass Plus basic yeah. information. It's been popular for a year now. Uh, at our number one spot. Number one, Drowning at Castaway Key by Stitch Loves Tink on the DCL, the Disney Cruise Line Forum. Again, something topical, some big news. Uh, And we talked about it, I believe it was last week on the news show, the the Drowning at Castaway Key. So if you want to learn more about that, there's been plenty of information on our show from last week. And, of course, you can check out this thread. Unfortunately, the bad negative stuff usually gets the attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the case here. Yeah. So those are our uh, top 10 threads on Disboards.com for the week of February. Congratulations to Stitch Loves Tink. We'll be getting a $50 gis- uh, Disney gift card for being the number one thread for February. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope everybody enjoyed it, and we hope that you stick around for our next segment talking about the construction updates that are currently going on at Walt Disney World. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Have a great week.